Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 4, Gnana Karma Sanyasi, Yoga of Renouncing Actions in all. So far we have seen that Bhagavan said that I'm going to tell you a secret. In knowledge, having known that, you will not have to know anything else. And this is nothing new. I had been teaching this from the beginning of time. How to end your actions. Because that's the goal. To end my actions, but right now I'm not finding any means to end these actions. And Bhagavan said that one who developed the knowledge that the self is not the doer, he can get out of this cycle of actions and reactions and actions again. The cycle continues, I act, the world react, that becomes the actions for the world. When I react to that reaction, it becomes my actions. And the action-reaction cycle continues. He said, once you get out of this notion that I am the doer, then you will be out of this cycle of doing and reacting, suffering or enjoying. So in verse 14 he says, Namam karmani limpanti name karma phules prahaha Itimam yo abhijanati he is not bound by any actions. One who knows me as Namam Karmani Limpanti. Karmas do not bind me. They, are, they do not attach to me. I don't get attached to the karma. And Name Karma Phalas Pruha, I do not have any desire for the karma phala. That I is the self in me. I think I have all these desires. Well, that I does not have any desires. My mind has desires, my intellect has desires, and also my body has desires. It feels a little hot, my body tells me, let's make it comfortable. So all these things which I think I have karma phalas pruha, or the desire to enjoy, is at either at the body level, at the mind level, or at the intellect level. At the self level, there is no desire. The one who knows his self as the one who has no attachment to action. Self never gets attached to any action. Neither that self has any karma phalas pruha. One who knows this as his own self in this manner, he does not get bound by any actions. Another question is how do we get to that point? So in verse 23rd, it says, the technique is gata sangasya. He has given up all attachments. So he works in this world but does not get attached. You see, the attachment to the world is like a post-it notes. As long as it is there, it is attached. You remove it, it does not leave any mark on their wall. Gata Sangha says, no attachment. Mukta, he's free. 
post-it note, you can take it from here and put it here and take it from here and put it here. It will get attached to whatever but not leave any mark. Gnana avasthita chetasaha. So he's free, he's not attached and his intellect is organized by the knowledge that the self is not having desire for any fruits of actions. Neither it is taking part in any actions. Yagnaya acharataha karmaha. And therefore, he is constantly acting in the spirit of yagna for the greater good. All the actions which are taking place are only taking place for the greater good, not just for my selfish desires. Karma samagrim pravilliyate. That's the method. That's how all the karmas will get destroyed for that person. He's not having any sense of identity with his actions. And then we have seen that this yagna can be performed in various ways. But what should be the yogi, the one who has mastered this art of performing actions in yagna, his attitude? There are two ways. The first one he says, Daivam evapare yagnam yoginaha pariyupasadai. Some yogis will perform all their actions working in this world, experiencing this world as the world is offering its objects for the perception of his senses. World's offering to the senses. It's not him going to the world, world coming to him. That's how he never gets attacked because he is not really going out to the world. World is coming to him for his perception. So all the perception comes and goes, but he never gets attached to any one of them. That's the one way. Other Brahma Agnav Apare Yagnam Yagnena Eva Upajihuvati. Others will sacrifice the self by the self. And the next verse is Brahmarpanam Brahmavi. Everything that is happening is happening by the self alone. So now that when I'm working in this world, I'm offering myself, which I consider to be myself right now, is my sense of perception, sense organs of actions in the service of the self, the greater self. So now everything which I'm doing is offering to the self by myself, the limited self offering its own self for the service of the self. In this attitude, when he works in this world, he's also not getting attached to any actions. Because he obviously is not really performing any actions for himself. So both are in various ways the yogi sees this world, either this way, where the world is offering to himself, or he's offering himself to the greater self. Both are the techniques with which he can continue working in this world, but not getting attached to the actions. And then we have seen that the yagnas can be performed in 12 different ways. The fire you have to kindle for this yagna is not the physical fire, but the fire of your self-restraint. So, sanyama agni. He's going to start with kindling first his fire of restraint. That restraint first can be at the sense level. Sensual perceptions, he limits to a point where it does not get attached to them. So restraining the senses is the first method we have seen. The second method is the mental restraining, the perception. So whatever the perception comes, he obviously restrains its impression, does not let that perception leave any impression 
on his mind. So it's the mental level. And the next level of yagnas we have seen is the intellectual level, swadhyaya yagna. I constantly reflect on what is the truth about myself. Constantly asking question, who is it that tells me that I am doing this? So that's swadhyayagna, at the intellectual level, which is what we call gnana yagna. Then Bhagavan also enumerated that there are other yagnas as well. But all of them we have seen is performing yagnas in the mental level by kindling the fire of restraint. Restraining of the senses, restraining of the mind, or restraining the intellect into the inquiry of what is the self. We have seen there are other methods available. There is not really one method fits all, we know, because human beings are made in various different permutations and combinations, sattva, rajas, and tamas. Whichever is most conducive for me, I should be practicing. But the goal is to perform actions in yagna spirit. That's basically the goal. Evam bahuvida yagna. Vitata brahmana mukhe. Thus, there are many yagnas are lying at the mouth of Brahman. These are not the only yagnas that we have described. But there is a limitation for the poet to tell us how many. He cannot enumerate a list of thousands of yagnas. We say many methods are available to you. Vitata Brahmanamukha. They are scattered in front of the Brahman's mouth. At the gate of Brahman. The gate of perception of the Brahman. There are many paths which are leading towards that. That will open that door for you. So any of that, whatever path I take, as long as I have taken the correct path towards my goal, the goal will be available to me. Karma jan vidhi tan sarvan evam gnatva vimokshashe But no, all those paths are born out of actions. In other words, you can sit back and relax and say, things will be done, and then someday I will have a realization. It's your self-efforts. These are all paths, no matter which path you take. There is no easy shortcut. All of them, you have to put your own self-efforts to get there. So know that. Once you know Karmajan Vidhi, there is not a single path which is... They stay, relax, and they will get there. Actions are very much essential in each part. Actions are the binding force right now, and I'm trying to get out of it. Actions are the only means available to me to get to Brahman. As long as I put my self-efforts on a right path, Bhagavan says, Vimoksha say, you will achieve the moksha. As long as I take the right route to go to New York, whether I take 95 North through New Jersey Turnpike or go towards Real 95 through Philadelphia and all of that, as long as I know that this path is leading towards my goal and I put my efforts, sitting down here thinking about it, I will never go to New York. But putting my efforts into it, Tan sarvan evam gnatva vimokshase. They are all going to take you to the same goal as long as you put your self-effort in a diligent manner, in a very honest manner. So the next verse says, 
శ్రేయాన్ ద్రవ్యం యజ్ఞాత్ జ్ఞానయజ్ఞ పరంతప సర్వకర్మ అఖిలం పార్థ జ్ఞానే పరిసమాప్యతే విచ్ పాత్ ఐ షుడ్ టేక్ ఇస్ ఇట్ ద జ్ఞానయజ్ఞ ఇస్ క్లియర్లీ బెటర్ దెన్ ద ద్రవ్యయజ్ఞ దిస్ ఇస్ నాట్ అన్ ఇండికేషన్ దట్ దిస్ ఆల్ ద వేరియస్ పాత్స్ విచ్ ఆర్ డిస్క్రైబ్డ్ ఇస్ వన్ ఇస్ బెటర్ దెన్ అదర్ ఆల్ పాత్స్ ఆర్ గన్ లీడ్ యూ as long as you put your self efforts in a clear understanding what my goal is will get you there however the culture and the environment may mislead me me just writing a check to hindu center i think that i have earned some punyas bhagwan says that dravya yagna will get you very little because the whole intention behind writing the check makes that check what is worth to you not to hindu center hindu center is the same value i write a check for 101 dollar the 101 dollar they can cash it but that 101 dollar whether it gives me what value is all about my intentions what efforts did i put with what intentions what understanding i did that will give me my reward therefore he says sreyan dravyam yagnat gnana yagnah parantav whatever your perception of that offering as long as the knowledge does not take place that offering does not get you much therefore the knowledge is superior than your physical act of performing yagna i may be exercising but not with a clear understanding of what i'm trying to get out of then obviously it won't have the same result as with the clear goal of what i'm going to get out of it with that disciplined actions will get me with a clear plan clear knowledge what this action should bear the final results will get you much greater results and you go to american fitness and do you have a trainer i don't have a trainer why do i need a trainer that trainer will give you this gnana which exercise will be better for you i may be putting lot of effort but in a wrong direction yesterday we were at somebody's house and somebody took out of the list of what food does not it goes with what in the end we said if you follow this we will not be able to eat anything <laughs> he said parotha should not be eaten with dahi yogurt so punjabis are all gone <laughs> see even that knowledge if it is put in right context may have some value obviously whole of ayurveda is about parhej you have to regulate your diet and that's you don't need other medication but parhej which is niyata ahar but just doing upwas without thinking may actually make me sick well last time we had a discussion of upwas upwas in sanskrit literally means staying near near your higher goal that one day i want to live near my higher goal all day along i have to live with my lower goals of achieving this accomplishing that making this meeting that that one day also i'll be staying with my higher goal that upvas and to achieve that i said i need to restrict my activities if i'm running every day 40 miles i need more food and the people who bodybuilders if you read their diet it boggles our mind but that day i'm not doing it my diet should be much limited so that's why it's called phalahar in gujarati farar farar is the upper branch of phalahar so i should be only eating the fruits ahara fruits only but our farala has become 
boy, the elaborate menu of richest carbohydrates we can buy in the market. You know? Because the very meaning of upvas is lost. Upvas means fasting. No, no, upvas means that day I'll be contemplating about my higher self only. I will not be thinking about my lower self. Because the rest of the days of the year I have it. But we have made the fasting, the physical fasting of the food is the upvas. So Bhagavan said, with a clear knowledge if you are doing yagna, it was clearly better than just doing dravya yagna, by just doing physical actions of yagna, or just performing some rituals. Sarva karma akhilam partha gnane parisamapyade. Entire set of actions. Karma akhilam. There is no good, bad or ugly karma will be left. The gnana takes place. All actions get dissolved into knowledge. When the knowledge takes place, what is right and what is wrong, what is real and what is unreal, none of the actions make difference. How to get to that point? You, see, you will not be able to do it yourself. If you think that you are smart enough, that you don't need anybody's help, you say you are mistaken. No matter how smart you are, you need guidance. As I say, you need a trainer. You need somebody to tell you what is the right exercise. Pranayam. You need a guide, Pandiji, to tell you, right? How to breathe, how not to breathe. Don't do that. And we obviously last time talked about that. You have to prepare yourself for pranayam in the first place. But not only that, you can't take yourself to a limit where you damage yourself. The pranayam can be taken to a level that the pranas become so minimal that for an outside person, you are a dead person. That's why I said the mind becomes completely empty of any thoughts. But that can also damage your system if you are not trained in doing so. I don't think any one of you in the yoga class is at that danger of getting through that level. So continue doing your pranayama. But the method is available to reach that. But you need a guru. You need an instructor who is himself is a practitioner of pranayama. So it says you will need an instructor. But when you reach that teacher, what should be your attitude? Tadviddhi pranipatena. You have to have the attitude that I do not know anything. You need to empty yourself completely. Most of us go there and say, I know some yoga. I've been going here and there. I know some yoga. Now teach me. But let me tell you what, don't tell me what you know. I want you to completely empty yourself. When I first went to my music teacher, and I have not much music training, but what a little I had, when I went there, I already recorded an album. So I already considered myself a singer, right? I haven't recorded an album. He said, the first thing I have to do, Neil, is to undo all the learning you have about what singing is all about. Because you have done all these things in a wrong manner. Somebody may say, Neil, you are singing right. But when you will learn yourself, you will think you are not singing right. So first you unlearn everything you have learned wrongly. So I couldn't have gone to my music teacher and said, look, I know most of the music, just teach me a little. I have to go there and say, I know nothing about music. You teach me, I want to learn music. Then he starts from very first, Sarega. But I can sing the whole song. He said, no. <laughs> just do Sarega, Ma Padani, Sasa. For about two years, we did nothing but Sargam. Subhasi, are you going to teach me any song or some rag? He said, no. When you are ready, I'll tell you. 
Till that you continued in Saragama Padanisa. So you have to have that attitude that I know nothing. I need to learn this. Pranipatena. I have to have the attitude of surrender. Then I'm empty completely to receive this knowledge. Pranipatena. Not the, as Swamiji says, physical act of Dandavat Pranam. That does help you. If you can do that, may I go to a temple? I can tell these guys are from South India. These are from Gujarat. Somewhere in middle and then North India. North India, Matha take care. He said, no. You have to be completely empty of your ego that I know anything. Then only you will learn something. It's a pranipatena. Then I cannot be a very you know, passive listener. You know, Bhagavad Katha. Somebody was meeting during Swamiji's lecture. He said, Amma, this is not a Katha going on. This is a Gita class. So you, you have to pay attention. So your mind should be constantly be engaged in this dialogue between the teacher and you. Pariprasnena. We know that no student can be 100% so great that he is going to learn everything. He will learn questions. We don't ask questions. We never learn. So Pariprasnena, you should be curious enough to get the knowledge. And when there is a doubt, you should be ready to ask questions. Sevayaha. And by serving your teacher. Serving as in not doing the Pagachampi. But following his advice. And the last part I could not do for my music teachers. I finally had to give up. Because what, what his seva would be. He said, Neil, I want you to practice two hours a day. I said, I don't have two hours. Then what is the only option I have? Stop learning music. He has to take like a weekly lesson. I'll go there on Sunday morning. And then he'll say, okay, so I gave you the exercise last time. Have you practiced it? I really was out of town and I couldn't really do it. He said, that's the reason I don't teach adults. Adults are the worst students because they have their own, I have my business and I'm going to, plus I want to learn music and then I'm going to perform and record. Not going to work. Unless you practice, every day do riyas, you're never going to be a good singer. I said, so how long you practice? He said, I do six hours a day. You figured out how long you need to. At my level, I'm doing six hours to keep up. You should be doing 12 hours a day. Then only you will come somewhere. If you can't do that, you just have to get out. So I got out of learning music. I'm back to what I was doing before, singing wrongly. Pranipatena, Pariprasnena, Sevaya. Whatever your teacher tells you, you have to follow. That's his service. If you follow his teachings and practice, then the greatest service. Upadeksyanti te gnanam. Then that guru, that teacher will point out to you the knowledge. The knowledge cannot be given. One cannot be given knowledge transfer and say, here is my knowledge, take it. You can point out what is the real goal is. And then you have to go yourself there. Upadekshanti points out where you need to go. Gnaninaha tattva darshinaha. Who can do all of that? The teacher who himself is knowledgeable. Gnaninaha. Sometimes somebody says, well, Neil, teach music. Because you sing well, let's teach it. The what I can teach. I can say, okay, I sing, you follow me. That's not teaching music. 
because he himself does not know what music is all about. But the real teacher, as I said, my teacher, just keep doing Sargam for next two years and then I'll tell you when you get there. He should be Gnani enough to know what is to be taught. So Gnanina, Tattva Dasina, one who has experienced this knowledge. One who has experienced this knowledge can only teach what is the real knowledge. He said, go to a teacher who has experienced this knowledge and he is now master of knowledge. Go with an empty mind and follow his instructions and ask questions when you are in doubt. Last time, Ram said that if you just hear lecture, it's a 20% learning. And then he said the people who ask questions, they'll have a 40%. And the practice also is a 66%. So I was talking to one of my colleagues. We design a lot of university classrooms. I learned, Jim, that 20%, 30%, 66%. And he'll tell you 80%. So which one is that 80%? He said, when you ask the students to teach, it'll be 80%. And I said, perfect. That's how our classes, right? You start a study group. And you will continue learning. So he said, when you follow that teacher, the Gnani Naha Tattva Darsi Naha, you will gain the knowledge of how to act in this world. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschid Dukkha Bhagbhavet Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om